Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are joined by <laughs> Brian Killian, Ryan C. Thomas, and Anthony Trevino. Say hi, guys. And also differentiate yourselves. <laughs> but Hey, guys. Dude, you guys uh, joined us. Uh, I'm talking to both y'all and the audience. Um, on one of our most uh, anticipated episodes of the year, we're gonna turn it around. This now that you have all three of us, this 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 yearly episode's getting turned around, right? <laughs> I mean, we'll call more listeners. Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll actually lose listeners. No, we yeah, do every goosebumps. Every goosebumps loses listeners. Yep, it's just fucking Arl Stein tuning in. Um, and that's that's shocking compared thinking about the material that we all witnessed and read and watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think the listeners would come in droves for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That maybe it's too spooky. Uh but you know, normally we try to do this during uh October, but we didn't this year. So should we call it something so, different? So that's it. Rather than spooky month? <clears throat> Uh, what we give thanks for? Bumpsgiving? Can we do Bumpsgiving? If you sure. Wanna, if you want to call it Bumpsgiving. Like Gobble Bumps. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Gobble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, what'd you guys read? Are you just throwing that out there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I read The Legend of the Lost Legend. Okay. Ant, what'd you read? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Good God. Is that a title? I, 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 I meant to, and I couldn't find my Kindle, and then by the time I got to Barnes & Noble today, I was like, fuck, I don't have time to do this, so I, I watched the episode. Uh, okay. It, like, I watched it <laughs> right before we did this, because I'm a D-minus student. Well, it happens. <laughs> Uh, Brian, would you read? Uh, I got through the first 55 pages of Safety's <laughs> and Die, and then I gave up because I wanted to die. All right. Okay. <laughs> you, right. you didn't want to turn into a skeleton having a barbecue on your front lawn? I did not. <sighs> I love that cover. That cover's great. <laughs> Ryan, what'd you, what did you uh, read? I read the first two issues of his new comic series stuff of nightmares <laughs> all right probably about 50 pages as well <laughs> all right well cool and then we watched uh, oh i and i read uh, uh vampire breath i'd never heard of that one so i tr- checked it out have you heard of it uh, nope <laughs> i've heard of it well it, it fucking sucked but we'll get there later <laughs> <laughs> that one has not come to me my R.L. Stein book of the month book. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he's got like uh, what, like 300 Goosebumps books now? It's so well, many. when they're 120 pages and a whopping, what, 35,000 words when, each. When you can just and, take out, replace the names of the kids from one book into the, you know, same plot into the next book. Pretty easy. I'm convinced they're stream of consciousness. <laughs> they probably are. I Guys, think I... I figured some. I didn't figure it out like it was a mystery. Uh, I went to Barnes and Noble and I looked at the shelf. I didn't realize he did a, a line of garbage pail kids books for like young readers. Did you guys know that? Yeah, yeah, it's like Uh-oh. brand new, isn't it? 
No. No, it I came guess. out like I, three years ago. Yeah. I also want to point out I felt very weird being the only grown man in the children's section <laughs> at Barnes. <laughs> you could always be like, my kid's missing. And oh, well, what do they have on the racks? <laughs> They're just like, sorry, why are you so concerned about the books? Your, your child's missing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. but R.L. Stein, <laughs> he could be behind these books. <laughs> Better buy him just in case. <laughs> Because he's a very small kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for my cat. He really likes R.L. Stein. So. <laughs> it's the only thing that'll put him to sleep. Um, <laughs> well, put your cat to sleep. Uh, Interesting choice of words. Um, what? Uh, what was the name of the show that we covered? Wait, you guys, First could you imagine? What you was have to put your Pet down, and you walk in there, and it's just R.L. Stein sitting in the room, about to read your cat a book, <laughs> just, just so until just it, so dies. it dies. <laughs> Softly barking to himself, <laughs> you just back out of the room. Uh. <laughs> Stupid. Let, let's take this. Let's take this uh, opportunity to once again extend our invitation that we do every year. If R.L. Stein wants to come on the the show. And have Spooky Month with us. We are one hundred percent for that. Yeah. Oh, I promise. I would read an entire R.L. Stein book if he's going to come on. <laughs> I will finish it. So, uh, or listen to it if I'm running late. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I did audiobooks for the last like four years. I've done audiobooks on it, mm-hmm. and I filtered by the shortest ones. <laughs> Played that fucker in double time too. Like I wouldn't was not gonna waste much of my life on, on So it all sounds like chipmunk voices yeah. reading goosebumps to you. Yeah, but the, when he does stein you, it's great whenever it's like chipmunk because it's like he rose a knife. It wasn't a knife. It was, it was a hand. You know? Like it was like way too way too quick. Um But yeah, yeah, so that was that was fun. All right, so we doing? Uh, let's do books first, since we've all yeah. watched the show. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Brian, you want to start? Oh uh, yeah, I'll go first. All right. Um, so I did uh, the Legend of the Lost Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so basically, it is uh, the story of get this: two children. Okay, brother and sister uh, going on an adventure. No, okay, so so there's Justin, um, who's our main uh, protagonist, and then his slightly younger sister Marissa, right? Um, and it starts off with them in Antarctica, right, looking for their father uh, because their father is like an adventurer of sorts. Dude, right? hold on. What? Didn't we cover this years ago? No, it wasn't on the list. Huh. Then he has another book where they're looking for their father in Antarctica. Yeah. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty... Okay. Anyway. So, um, I mean, do you want me to check? I'm pretty sure we didn't do it. Nah, man. Hey, even if we did, it's (laughs) worth a revisit. Yeah, there it goes. Is it worth a revisit? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So uh, they're they're in Antarctica looking for their father who's lost, right? 
and they're on a sled and you know it's doing antarctica stuff right and they they're they come upon a like lake in the middle of antarctica mm-hmm. and there is a blue sea lion like physically the color blue right mm-hmm. and they're like oh this is what our father has been looking for you know maybe he's around here somewhere right and then the, like the ice gives way and they get sucked into like a underwater or a under the ice ocean right and so i'm like oh my goodness is he about to am i going to see rl stein's take on hollow earth right is that what's about to happen okay and i get the biggest stein i think i've ever had okay so this is chapters into this book okay mm-hmm. ready um this is just a story that the dad is telling the kids <laughs> and it is literally like four chapters of the book and then they're like oh but this is always where you stop the story and then it turns out they're camping or they're they're still like with their father uh who's an adventurer he's a he collects stories from ac- uh, around the world right and so they're looking for the lost legend in some country named Brovania. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, or, and and so it's like, I don't know. And, and so, <laughs> isn't that people who live in Brovania? <laughs> Jaeger bombs. <laughs> but anyway, so it, it's it's nighttime, right? He was just reading them a story. And then in the middle of the night, the main character, Justin, is awakened by the sound of some animal outside of the tent, right? And he freaks out because he thinks it's a wolf. And, like, he he checks on it, and it's not a wolf. It's like a domesticated dog, okay? And so he and his sister are trying to wake up the dad, but, like, he won't wake up or whatever. Um, they don't care about that. And so they go outside to pet this dog and they find he's got like a collar on. Right. And there's a note attached to it that says, follow this dog because I know what you're looking for. Right. And so they're like, oh, well, we should follow the dog and then get this the lost legend, um, which is just a story. Right. It's like some parchment. It's not even that old. It's like 400 years old. And I'm like, that's pretty old. I know. But like. There's older, like, Beowulf's older than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> but the point is, I'm just saying. Um, but but so they're, they're going off to look for this. Let's say fight, they, they follow the dog, and they get lost in the woods. A couple steinings happen. Nothing too important, right? And they follow, the, the, uh, they, they follow it to this, like, cabin. And there's a lady in the cabin dressed as a stereotypical like opera viking with like the horns and like the the braided pigtails and stuff mm-hmm. right and i don't know she makes some joke about eating them or something i don't remember and then like um she tells them that she knows where the lost legend is or the or she didn't say lost legend she, she says like what you seek or whatever and there's a trial that they have to do right and then possibly 
the creepiest thing I've ever seen in one of these books happens, right? They get introduced to this other character named Luca, who's going to be their guide on this uh, journey to get their treasure. And it is literally like a weird beast man with a human face. And he walks on all fours and makes grunts, but he's like a dog man and stuff. And it's just like the way it's described is like actually kind of disturbing. You <laughs> got Stein during his LSD period. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, they, they fall asleep and they wake up in the middle of this meadow and then, um, honestly, shit just gets bonkers from here. Um, and it makes literally no sense, either plot-wise or um, within the framework of the own, like its own story. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's gone off the rails, right? Um, they're walking through this forest. Luke is trying to, like, show them where to go. And they're stepping on, like, <clears throat> walnuts. Okay. But they're like baseball sized, okay, and it's just filled. The, for, the forest floor <laughs> is just filled with walnuts, okay. Yeah, and they're going, and then Luca gets distracted by a squirrel. I'm not even joking, and like abandons them, and then all the walnuts start shaking, and they were not walnuts; they were eggs. But what comes out of the eggs is rats. And then they're like, well, rats don't come out of eggs. And one of the kids is like, you should have told these rats. <laughs> should have told you, them how to be born. God. Okay. So so they're fighting off these rats. Like they're getting like mauled to death by rats, right? Mm-hmm. And um then it turns out the rats have like buttons under their fur, and he like turns off all the rats. But there's like thousands of them, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of the kids runs into a tree and it falls over, and it's like just a plaster tree. And then, I'm not even joking, giant cats, like th- that are taller than the trees, start chasing them, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very inconsistent about how he treats the size of these cats, right? Because mm-hmm. he makes a point to say that, like, they're as tall as the trees, right? And then at one point, like, the cat picks him up by his backpack, right? But then the next moment, he's, like, later on, he's fully inside the cat's mouth, like, wrestling with its tongue. And I'm like, how <laughs> how big are these cats? <laughs> and anyway, so his plan, though, is to distract him with some of the robot mice that he had kept in his backpack for some reason. Mm -hmm. But if these cats are like bigger than trees, why would they care about mice? You know what I mean? Like, does that, does that make sense? No. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That would be off their radar. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just goes on all this weird stuff. And I don't know, man, five out of five stars. (laughs) Huh? I said five out of five stars. Yeah, so so then they like get away from the cats, and it's like they go back to the to the um, cabin that the lady was in, right? And she's like face down. Um, it the way it describes it makes you feel like she's dead, 
right? Because she's like face down on a di- on a, on a on the table, and they say there's something metal and shiny sticking out of her back, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was a wind up key, okay? And so she was, uh, and like they they like grab her arm, and she was like a stuffed doll, right? With a wind up key, and then Luca jumps out, and he's like, "You guys passed the test," and they're like, "What?" And he like takes off his fake monkey fur and he's like, you guys passed. And he's like, you found out what was real or not. And then he's like, here's, here's your, here's your treasure chest. Right. And so they had described the lost legend as being like a story, but it's be, it's held inside of a treasure chest, right? Mm -hmm. Like a silver treasure chest. And so they give them that and they're like, Oh cool. Let's go show dad. Right. (laughs) And so they, they make it back to the tent. And they show him, and inside the treasure chest is an egg, not the story. And they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Let's go back to Luca and tell him that he gave us the wrong treasure. And so, like, (laughs) they go back to him, and he's like, oh, sorry, I thought you wanted the egg of, like, unforgivable, or, you know, egg of happiness or whatever it was. I don't remember, right? And they're like, no, we want the lost legend. He's like, oh, well, I know where that is. You just go across the ridge and there's some people, they've got it. And he's like, okay, right? And so they go across the ridge and there's some people and they've got the treasure chest and they're like, hey guys, uh, can we read your Legend of the Lost Legend? You know, and just for a little bit. And they're like, oh, you can have it. And they're like, okay. And so these people give them to him and then they like pack up their shit and leave, right? Because it was a bunch of like nomadic people. And they open it up and he starts reading the Legend of the Lost Legend and it was like, those who have the legend are doomed to be lost forever. And then they're just lost in the woods until they die. I love that. <laughs> no that. way that's stream of consciousness. That, <laughs> so much, so many outlines and plot points. And- Dude, that's... So let that be a lesson to you guys. When somebody gives you an egg and you think this gift is weird, just take the weird gift. Yeah. I mean, from what I the egg sounded like, it was a pretty okay deal. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Better than dying in the woods of starvation. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so the other people Eternal holding the of legend truth. of the lost legend were like the previous group marooned there? Yeah. Uh, I hate that ending, and I also hate the fact that uh, he did the same shit, uh, it, like... What was it? Camp? I forget. One of the camp stories. He did the same shit where uh, with the you passed. Like, oh yeah, that was the jelly one or whatever. No, nah, no, nah, jelly jam is what <laughs> Aunt read last year. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it was the one that we read with Thomas Flowers. Uh, I don't know. It was the one me and him both coincidentally read. I think it was Go Eat Worms is what it was called. Oh, yeah. And there was like the weird like. But that's thing. also the ending of the fucking uh, One Day at Horror Land one as well. He just reuses endings a lot. The, the Go Eat Worms one had some weird like. Oh, never mind. Giant worm thing, didn't it? Yeah, never mind. That was the episode that we watched. This was the book me and me and Tommy <laughs> both read. <laughs> and he was like, wait, you read that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I remember it from a kid. I, this is at least, this is my memory. This is like six, seven years ago. This is not so how it happened. It's probably not how it happened. But I think he read it as a kid and just reread just the Wikipedia. 
of it. And that was it. He wasn't going to reread it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, well, yeah. So, what do you rate that? One out of five? I, or, I I don't even know, man. Like seriously, <laughs> like it was so just okay. Because like, if you read the plot synopsis, it talks about like ha- uh, Viking spirits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Is and there's a Viking on the cover, and yeah, I mean there kind of was one, um, right? Because the thing is, Luca had said that his family for generations has um protected their treasure which is you know the the egg thing right and so he basically built like this jurassic park theme park you know thing with giant cats and robot mice and stuff to protect it Mm -hmm. which is really weird but it's just like i don't even i don't even know what really even happened to be honest with you (laughs) it was just because a lot of these there's kind of some thematic coherence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's about ghosts, it's going to be ghosts, right? But this one, it was like, I don't I don't even know what was going on. Honestly, it's probably a one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, do you want to go next with your half a story? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Well, all right. So the story I picked out was uh, Say Cheese or Die. Or no, Say Cheese and Die. And die. It yeah. should have been Say Cheese or Die. But all right. So <laughs> Say Cheese and Die. Oh. I did pick it up on Kindle. I was going to do the Audible, but I was like, no. No, I'm going to read this. And that was a mistake. <laughs> so. I picked it up on Kindle, and I read it at a. Uh, I read the first half, or well, the first fifty some odd pages, at a uh, cross country track meet yesterday. So it was. Uh, it's a story about four friends. Don't ask me their names because I didn't bond with any of them. <laughs> I'm just picturing your. It was it your kids' track meet. No, no, my nephew. Oh, okay. Like, what's wrong with your dad? You're just in the bleachers reading R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I look like the good uncle standing there with the iPad. It looks like I was taping the whole thing. You held it up. Like track the people on the field. <laughs> they were all worried about his gigantic dad boner though. Periodically <laughs> shaking my head and going. What the fuck? Shit. (laughs) I don't understand this. Why is this kid called Bird? This is the dumbest freaking nickname I've ever heard. For a man who was so excited to do this this Goosebumps episode, you sure threw that book in the trash so quick. (laughs) (laughs) Look, hey, I wanted to bond with fellow people who read books. Now I don't so much want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so glad we can do our part to ruin an entire medium for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're an author. (laughs) So essentially the story starts out uh, just as uh, Stephen King's It. These are four friends hanging out, summer day, don't really know what to do. And they all decide that they're going to go to the creepy house on the corner. And in in what I found looking at, at this book and a lot of the Arl Stein books, 
they're so short and condensed that he it, it appears he's trying to pack a lot of story in real quick and there's a lot of setup right in the beginning of all right we're in this small town these are four kids they're friends they're going to go to this creepy house they're going to find something creepy oh and there's also a creepy guy named spidey that they all call spider-man because he has the, the imagination of this author is, is just influenced by everything that's around him that I've noticed. He, he's not coming up with an original thought. So the four friends, again, don't ask me their names, except for one, his name Bird. His real name is something else, but they call him Bird because he has bird-like mannerisms. Does he shit on everything? Oh, He's just I, shitting I, on cars. As I, as I this kid, and I pictured this kid either being eight or thirteen because they mentioned right away that he was in little league, but then the dialogue and the conversation between them would lead you to believe that they're at least thirteen, maybe fourteen years old, hanging out on their own. And I couldn't quite get a sense of what what was the age range, you know. It, it was one of the drastics, uh, one of the extremes. He was either real young or a preteen or just at a teenager, and it made it real difficult to to picture them other than Bird, who I just pictured walking around plucking like a chicken. I just, I just <laughs> pictured his neck moving weird the whole time. Well, these four looking for something interesting to do on this summer day end up going to the creepy house in the neighborhood even though all of them are saying, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, they still do it, and they enter this house, and they end up crashing through the floor into the basement, but still have the wherewithal then to search the basement, even though they have found remnants of Spidey, the tall, creepy man who lives in town who walks like a spider. So we have a bird-like child (laughs) and a creepy man who's tall and spider-like. And that, that kind of gives you the overall sense of the story. But as they're searching the basement, <clears throat> one of the kids, and it's explained that his uncle or his dad, sorry, I, I didn't pay that much attention as I was <laughs> this track meet, was a woodworker and he knew how to figure out that the edge of this bookshelf was a false edge. And was able to open a secret compartment into the wall that then bestowed upon them the camera. The secret camera that's been in, hidden away all this time. They take it out. They play with it. And eventually one of them takes a picture. And he, he's very... And Stein is very good to... <laughs> Stein was very uh, keen on explaining the of the camera <laughs> the sound it made because he did it not once he did it at least 10 times by the time i gave up on this book the, the world of the of the film he had probably just watched texas chainsaw uh it was it was insane well so the camera of course and you guys can already tell takes a picture of your demise before it happens mm-hmm and, of course, one of the kids falls off the staircase, almost breaks his ankle. Uh, skip ahead a couple of chapters because there was a lot of blah, blah, blah in between of nothing happening. Except for these four kids being bored, not knowing what to do with this fucking camera. And then they end up, one of the kids takes the camera home. 
and he <laughs> this shows you the the time frame this book was written in 1994 this kid gets home and he goes wow my dad brought home the new ford taurus station wagon we <laughs> are and he goes dare dare i take a picture of this car oh i dare and he takes a picture and then of course is dumbfounded to find because the picture it's like a polaroid it mm. prints out a picture for him that he shakes like a polaroid then he sees it and the car is destroyed in the picture <laughs> and then the rest of the chapter is him him and hawing when the dad goes we're all gonna go jump in the new car go hit the highway and he's like oh i don't feel good oh no you're going with us he goes uh, I think I'm having my period. Nope, you're going <laughs> with us. So I, you know, R.L. Stein, who's known for all those menstruation jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I can't go. I can't. I, I forgot my tampax. I just, I, this is one of those books, and I don't know if you guys ever do this. I just started inserting my own lines to make it more entertaining as I'm reading along. The other uh, kid should say this. <laughs> you want to get out of doing this, do this. It was every character Ben Shapiro? <laughs> no. No. That's a weird reference. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I mean, the dad was an Alex Jones type. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so the camera, basically, you take a picture and it shows you your demise or what's going to happen to you. And it was after... They wrecked the car. That's right. I just I gave up at that point in time. Yeah, you're like, well, they're all at this dead. Point in time, it was <laughs> say cheese or die, but we have yet to kill anybody. Yeah, I don't think anyone dies in the, the whole story. No, it should have been you know say cheese and ouch. <laughs> <laughs> say cheese and Stein. Maybe that was the master Stein. He promised oh. death, but didn't bring it. The Meta Stein. Uh, yeah. I love it whenever they take like a real dark turn on like the last page. Um, like that werewolf one that I read, right? And then the last page, he kills his best friend. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fun werewolf romp the entire time, and then he just like straight up murders a guy at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's a stuff book? Yeah. Yeah. It's a werewolf skin. There's a few there's a few deaths in the Goosebumps ones, but they're not they're few and far between. Yeah. They tend to I feel like they tend to happen off page too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, he, he will kill kids a lot, but you don't see it. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> uh all right. Ryan, you wanna go next? Well, well, so what would, oh. what would you give the half a book that you read? <laughs> uh, a 0.5. Oh, okay. 0. 0.5? 0. 0.5. 0.5. A point. I, I feel bad. I will. I mean, it's on my Kindle. Are you going to go back and finish it now? Yeah, I'm going to finish it. Just, 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 just go watch no, the he's episode. Not. No, he's not. He's so full of shit. <laughs> he's not going to finish it. Yeah, you know, right. You, you, hey, he got me. further you than you. You didn't even fucking read a book. I read 55 <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I committed to not doing a thing. I only have 81 (laughs) pages left. (laughs) Um, I will do it. We should probably mention that in case people aren't aware, y'all are friends. Y'all aren't just two (laughs) random guests. Why does everybody (laughs) say that? I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we are friends, despite what Ryan says about me. When I'm not on the podcast. <laughs> me? What did I say? Hey, it doesn't matter. all true. Podcast. Oh. All right. Well, Ryan, do you want to go next? <laughs> yeah. So I, I read... So he's got a new comic book series out called Stuff of Nightmares. And it's only up. It's only two issues right now, but it's pretty lengthy. I think they did like thirty-six pages an issue, and it's for adults. Dang. You guys have seen it, right? No one's going to see the video I'm showing you guys. But yeah, it's, so cool. he's doing like this is more like um, Fear Street level kind of stuff. So not as many Steinings, but there's some solid gold material in here. I mean, it's it is Stein after all. So this is basically. Um. It starts out. Um, oh, the, oh, so okay. So it's it's bookended with like uh, creep show tales from the crypt. It's got like a host. Oh, really? Right? And th- and this is my favorite. I think this is my favorite line of both issues. Is it goes up? Uh, my name. You don't need to know it. It's the Nightmare Keeper. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Way to build me up and then. Fill me up, I guess. But um, so it's yeah. So it's got this host called the Nightmare Keeper, who I don't know. He looks like looks like Moon Knight, except his mask is black instead of white. Uh, then it cuts to the story, which is takes place on the like some I think like Cape Cod or something like that. And uh, basically, it boils down to there's this house on this there's this there's like this abandoned warehouse on this island, like Martha's Vineyard or Cape Cod or whatever. And every time, like, people go to it, they kind of disappear. Cut to, um, there's a female journalist and her boyfriend on the beach. And she's like, I really need a story. If I could only just get that one story. And that's when, you know, um, there's a scream from the empty facility behind them up the beach there. So they go to investigate. And... They knock on the door, and the guy's like, no, you, can, you can't come in. You can't come in. She's like, no, I need to come in. So they kind of just barge in, and there's two guys in there and a woman, and she's kind of just like, what's your deal? What's your deal? And it's a lot of excuses like, oh, nothing's going on here. We live here, blah, 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 blah. Go away. Go away. And she keeps hearing this, help me, help me coming from somewhere in this house and they're like no it's nothing it's my other brother it's my dad it's my whatever so like he goes uh she goes oh well maybe i could do a she's in the house now she's like well let me do a story anyway because you know when you walk into people's houses and let me do a story on you guys long story short um she busts her way into the back room of this house and they're basically doing frankenstein's experiments so they've got these like they've dug up bodies that they're trying to reanimate and the one there's like a it's a baby i'll show you a picture it's like a baby that they've reanimated and that <coughs> thing going help me help me so they're like what have you done you can't keep this like crazy undead baby and they're like fuck you yes we can <laughs> and so she sees Behind the undead beat here, I'll show you a picture. I know it's not going to make it on the podcast, but uh, because you're not doing video, but we'll describe it. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a um, 
It looks like a ghoulie. You guys know the movie Ghoulie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can. Is this showing up anywhere? No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see bits and pieces yeah. of it. Why is All it not? The there, there it is. You've disappeared, Ryan. I know. This sucks. Come on. Okay, anyway. It looks like a ghoulie. So behind <laughs> behind the uh, ghoulie baby, there's this um, glass wall. It's essentially like a cell. And within the cell are all of their previous failed experiments, very much like Alien 4, when they mm-hmm. find all their previous Ripley's. Yeah. Same exact thing. Like, he just totally ripped it off. He's just like, here's all the previous babies that didn't work out, except they're not babies, they're adults. <laughs> uh, turns out that they're all alive, and they're, like, banging on the glass, like, we want to kill those that reporter. Uh, so they go, okay, cool. <laughs> and they, they hit this button, and the glass raises up and all this like undead Frankenstein people come out and kill the woman, the reporter and her boyfriend. But then the two brothers and their assistant female assistant are like, well, now what do we do? They're loose. Like you should have thought of that first, I guess. But now they don't know what to do. So they're running around and they're trying to, the monsters are trying to kill them and they're like, well, we have no choice. Let's just burn it all down. So they scoop up the help me baby, the help me ghoulie, and they run outside and they burn down the whole building to cover their crime. Because they're basically, they, they have a long conversation about like, we don't want to be murderers. We don't want to hurt people. But they've got this like army of undead bodies they've reanimated. So they burn down the building except the... Um, the creatures don't die. They just are on fire now. So now they're <laughs> like running along the beach. And they're running along the beach with the help me baby. And the, the baby throughout the whole script just says, help me. Like, just screams, help me, help me. Like, I kind of felt bad for this baby. So that's kind of how the first. And, and you know. This I is only... felt bad for your <laughs> reanimated baby. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, okay, we got to get out of here. So then we cut to issue two. Where the story picks up, where now they are, uh, they jump oh, in a boat. Okay, I was thinking it was like an anthology, like no, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna go for at least one or two more issues. So this is sort of a half story. So this is like a teaser, I guess, for people who might be interested, right? Hmm. So they get into the boat and they're like, okay, we got to get out of here because the cops have come now, and they're like, they see the burning building, the police are there, the fire department's there, and the the flaming zombies are just like running through the street, killing the cops, killing the fire department, whatever. So they're like, quick, get in this boat. We're going to take off. So they get in the boat with the help me ghoulie. And they're just like setting off for this Island. And the female assistant's like, where are we going? And one of the brothers is like, Oh, well there's this house we used to explore when we were kids. It's on this deserted Island way out here. We're going to go there and we're just going to like hole up till this whole thing blows over. So she's, she's, so she's like cool um so they get to this island and they find the house and it's like ramshackled mansion it's completely abandoned and they take the help me baby inside and uh, this is one of those stein moments where there's this guy lurking ar- around in the house and you're like who's this guy we don't know who this guy is and at one point he finally jumps out and attacks the female assistant and she's like Oh my god, he's gonna kill me! And he's like, "No, I'm not, because I'm friends with these guys, and I've been living here this whole time, waiting for them to come back." They haven't been—I should have said—they haven't been there in like 
20 years or something. Because they said they used to explore when they were kids, this house. So now they're back after 20 years, and this guy's been waiting for them for 20 years. And so so she's like, okay, well, what's your deal? And he goes, oh, well, the whole time that they've been uh, reanimating corpses over on the beach, I've been collecting dead bodies for them in anticipation of them coming back. So, okay, fine. Um, meanwhile, we get this weird, like, this out of nowhere cut of, like, the flaming zombies are still in the town, just like ransacking the town and like murdering children, like at like a fair or something at a carnival. They're just like running through the carnival, like grabbing kids or eating candy apples. And then it's like, splat. <laughs> so it's, it's Stein going extreme, I guess. Then. So, okay. They, so they're like, all right, we're going to stay at this new house and our lurch over here. Who's been living here for 20 years. He's got bodies for us. And he's already got them laid out on, like, examining tables. So they're like, okay, we'll just, like, start our experiments again. They never say why they're doing these experiments. It's just, like, I guess they want to see if they can reanimate corpses. Uh, and help me, babies. Help me. He's over in the corner doing his thing. <laughs> so they, uh, they start, they're like, okay, let's go get more bodies. So they go hook up more bodies or whatever. And then... They're they're chopping. I remember they're like chopping up the bodies. Like this arm needs to go over here, and this leg needs to go over here. So they're chopping them up and like reattaching them, putting them together. And then out of nowhere, one of the brothers is like, "I know you two are dating, but we're banging." So apparently, the female assistant is like dating one of the brothers, but like banging the other brother. So now it's on. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, "I never loved you. You're not my. You're not my real brother." from over here in the corner and so then they start fighting and one of the brothers like stabs the other brother and kills him i don't even know which one it is one of them like stabs and kills the other brother and then it kind of ends with the female picking up the help me baby and being like okay now i gotta find another place to go with with my ghoulie and uh and and, that, and that's it that's the cliffhanger right there for the first two issues of Stuff of nightmares. And I'll, I'll say this, like, probably the most entertaining Stein stuff I've read to date. So are you going to, like, keep buying it? Or is that I it? think so. Like, I bought the first one on a whim, mostly because mm -hmm. I liked the cover. And, and then I was kind of like, well, he's ripping off Frankenstein, clearly. Uh, but some of the dialogue is just so bad. Mm. It's... It's so terrible that I kind of have to. It's like a car wreck. I kind of got to keep going with it and watching it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and then, it, yeah, it was, you know, it's all right. I mean, there was that little twist at the end with the love triangle and one brother kills the other brother. Uh, I still love the whole, you don't need to know my name. It's the Nightmare Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is his origin story. Like, I was that baby. <laughs> oh, you know. Help me, still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, you know, in terms of comic material, it's like a two. But, <laughs> but it's the best Stein you've ever read. <laughs> but, like, in terms of Stein material, it's like a four out of five. Like, it's, it's not too bad. It's still not even the highest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, cool. Um, my book is uh, Vampire Breath. 
And so basically there's these two kids, Freddie and Kara, and they're babysitting at the beginning of of the story and all of a sudden, uh, he starts talking to the kid that they're babysitting. He being Freddy starts talking to the kid that they're babysitting uh, about like werewolves, and he, and so uh, he gets like they start hearing some shit outside the house, and he's like, "It's a werewolf!" And then all of a sudden, they hear the house like the door open and footsteps coming through the house, and he's like, "Oh shit! It really is a werewolf!" You know, and so they all get freaked out. But then it turns out. They open the door and they scream. And the only Stein that I remember in the book is this. It's apparent. But the best part is it was just like, what's going on? The werewolf said. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, it wasn't a werewolf at all, you know. And so anyway, so then like Freddie starts talking about like how Kara, like in his head, uh, I guess it, it's told first person now that I think about it. Um, but he's like, yeah, me and Kara are best buds. We, we bonded because we're both so tough. I like, we just fist fight and all this stuff. And like, they're like, and he, like the main characters are real asshole. Right. And so they, uh, they start playing like air hockey in his basement right after that. And then they start fighting, uh, and they start like wrestling and they bump into a cabinet and the cabinet falls over and breaks and behind the cabinet there's a, a uh, previously hidden door right and he's like I'll bet my parents don't even know about this door so they go in and they find like you know it's like a tunnel it's a lot like barbarian in my head you know they're going through this like long tunnel and then they find another door and they open it and there's a coffin and they're freaked out. But um, they open the coffin. And there is a bottle call, uh, that says uh, Vampire Breath on it. And so <laughs> so Freddy starts like, he's like, give me that bottle. And she, Kara's like, no, you give me the bottle. And so they keep going back and forth until obviously it busts and opens. And then uh, it just stinks in the room. They're like, shit. Are we? They feel like they're drowning in the mist and stuff. And then all of a sudden, this old bald dude uh, is there, and he's dressed all old timey, and he's like, "I'm Count Nightwing," <laughs> <laughs> and so, so uh, he's like, "And I'm so thirsty, I'm so thirsty, right?" But he's like, "Did y'all see the vampire breath?" And they're like, "No," and he's like, uh, "He wants it because he realizes that his fangs are gone." And the vampire breath is basically just straight up magic. All right, it's just magic because he's like, if I get the get the vampire breath, my fangs will come back. And they like, like none of it matters. And so he's like, I can take you back in time too with the vampire <laughs> breath. And they're like, like sorry, bro, we we just like wasted it, you know. And so um, so then the vampire like disappears, and now they're in a different room inside a castle. And they realize that they went back in time when they busted it open. And so from this point, for a little bit, it feels like Back to the Future for a while. It's more of a time travel story than a vampire story. And so, like, I'll be honest, like, I was, it was an audio book and I was doing it, uh, I was doing it, <laughs> listening while driving. And this guy was like in front of me driving really bad. So I wasn't paying attention for a second. But 
<laughs> Freddie decides to like jump out the window. I, I, from what I deduced, it was a suicide attempt. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like he he tries to jump out the window, and then all of a sudden, like a bat grabs him and pulls him back up, and it's Count Nightwing again. He's like, "You can't get away that easy, not from old Count Nightwing." <laughs> And so he's like, as soon as I find my teeth, I'm going to eat you both. And so they're like freaking out. Like, uh, we don't want to be eaten by this like old man. But they also mentioned the past. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they went to like his castle. But I mean, he's still like so old. He doesn't have his fangs in the past. Oh yeah. He doesn't have them in the past, but he should have because he wanted to go back to the past because he's like, you see the bottle's empty now, but if we go back in the past, it'll be full. Right. But then, yeah, his teeth, they must've been gone for a long time. <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, so long story short, there's another, they get sidetracked. I'm going to, leave out this entire part of the story. And so anyway, um basically they he's like I I hid the uh bottle where none of the other vampires would find it. Basically like in their bottle dump room, you know, just kind of like where they're throwing all the used bottles. And so they find it and and then they're like, "Quick, monkey in the middle." And they start throwing it back and forth from this vampire, and he's like, yeah, he goes, we better do something. Like, after, like, the fifth time they throw it, he's like, we better do something different, because otherwise he's just going to murder one of us, and then we have no one to throw it to. And so so uh, then he, they realize that they've been throwing an empty bottle, that the real bottle he accidentally left on the shelf. So he throws it as a distraction for him to go over there, and then they they break the... Uh, they... they end up tussling over it. They break the vampire breath and then they're back in the present day. Right. And so he's like, he's like, soon as I get my teeth, I'm, I'm so thirsty. I'm going to kill you, you know, and all this stuff. And then, uh, then the, uh, Freddie's mom and dad pop in the room. They're like, what are y'all doing? And the mom's like, dad, you're awake. And he's like, uh. he's like, yeah, he's like, what? And she's like, oh, you met your grandson. You've been asleep for a hundred years. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, we've been waiting for you to wake up. And so I don't know like what the deal with the dad was, because I assume that the mom and dad aren't brother and sister. But, and, <laughs> but he wasn't surprised that vampire dad woke up. And so like... Uh, uh, so he, she's like, yeah, we put your your teeth up on the shelf. Remember, you cleaned them right before you took your nap, and it was like dent, like vampire dentures. And he pops them in. And he's like, well, I'm thirsty. And she's like, all right, let's go eat some people. And they are about to go, and he's like, wait, mom, I'm I'm a vampire. And and she's like, yeah, your fangs just hadn't grown in yet. And then they fly like the parents turn into bats and fly away with them. And then so. The the uh, the other character Kara is like I always knew you were weird and he, and it even says <laughs> he's like everybody's taking this vampire stuff much less serious than me um, and so anyway so then they she's like well uh, while we're down here is there anything else weird so they start going through the medicine cabinets and she's like oh, werewolf sweat and he's like don't even think about it and they start tussling and then it breaks and because it's an audiobook it just ends with right and that's it <laughs> the Wait, end. That was the end 
That was the end. Not sure. Oh, all right. So I'm reading like on that- Goosebump, Goosebumps fandom. I guess what happened was Kara began to growl. So I guess maybe she's going to eat him or something. That makes sense. So, yeah, uh, long story short, I'll give it a solid two and a half out of five. One of the better, one of the better bumps. Best of the bumps. (laughs) So, all right. Well, y'all want to take a break and then get back in the episode? Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back with apparently not a real episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh we, my we got God. Stein. Yeah. We got Stein by some Stein. random person on the internet. So this uh, was, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. So we pick an episode to do of the TV show, the Goosebumps TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, like this episode, uh, Curse of the Wolf is what it's entitled. Um, for whatever reason, we couldn't find anything about it. Uh, and apparently none of us clicked the description on the YouTube video <laughs> um, that says it is uh, a bootleg episode of Arl Stein's Goosebumps from Fox Kids put together using footage from the 1998 horror film The Werewolf Reborn. Says this video also features Slappy's Monster Madness bumpers and Halloween commercials. So this was released two years ago uh, oh, by YouTuber. Huh? He put the commercials yeah. in as well. Oh yeah. So this was um, uploaded two years ago by YouTuber Rinse Repeat, and <laughs> we like all of us legitimately thought it was a real Goosebumps episode uh, because we don't read things. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, uh, uh, this is the first thirty pages into a book. This episode, I can't believe that we got steined by somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was copy and rushed, like an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that this was simultaneously the best and worst episode of Goosebumps I have ever seen, yeah. <laughs> right? It because like <laughs> production quality blew the TV show out of the out of the water. Even like you know the random weird looking werewolf and stuff, and like they actually shot it like seemingly on location somewhere in Europe and everything. I was like, dang, did they like really up the budget? But I can't tell you what happened in this entire no. episode. <laughs> you can't tell what happened. Well, no, she went, I, mean, like, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. She, she goes out there to see her uncle. Yeah, they're like, uh, he doesn't have a phone. Uh, we'll have to take you there. She goes there. She figures out he's a werewolf. He turns into a werewolf. He chases her around. He, and she that's goes it. home. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's it's the plot of the episode of Futurama where Bender's uncle is a werecar. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's like legitimately, it's the same plot. Yeah. Did you guys? I feel like they repurposed the werewolf suit from Monster Squad. Did you guys sense that? This was a little bit. It was a little shittier than the Monster Squad's werewolf. Like, because this, you could tell it was a mask. 
I mean, the Monster Squad, it's not that it's that great, but it still looked better than this. This looks so oh, yeah. stupid. So if we if we go back and look for who wrote, what would you call it? It was uh, Werewolf Reborn or the... Yes. Yeah, the I'm kind of curious. The writer, did you pick up in the beginning with the train master and she's talked to him? There's little things thrown in there when he's like, you go down to the road, turn left and walk five miles. Yep. Five fucking miles with those <laughs> yep. bags. And she's like, okay. <laughs> hey guys, I got a good idea. Next episode, so the Werewolf Reborn's a PG horror movie. Oh released yeah, released in nineteen ninety eight. Next episode, y'all want y- y'all want to yes. watch it? Totally. I am. I am totally it's, down. It's on Tubi I did, for free. I didn't hate it. I was like, it's not. This is not terrible for a, a Goosebumps episode. Yeah. Huh. This is weird. This is real weird. Hold on. Apparently, it was a. There's another series, Frankenstein and the Werewolf Reborn, the Werewolf Reborn, Frankenstein Reborn. Like, it's a series of shitty movies from the late 90s that look like they're from the 70s. Well, I know what we're doing for the next couple of episodes. <laughs> for the next 52 weeks. <laughs> we're watching Grown Ups too. <laughs> like, not even. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so now I kind of feel cheated on this, but I kind of feel like we made the best possible decision. <laughs> Not watching a Goosebumps episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a happy surprise. Oh my, oh my God. The guy who directed this, like, directed the uh, Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre. <laughs> I, I don't even know of that. Well, I mean, like, he's, he's done, like... Uh, I mean, just Puppet Master and like Night of the Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow. He he did he did uh, Pumpkinhead two, Puppet Master four and five, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. How did he get a job? I want a job just directing like part fives of direct to video movies. Right. Nobody seems like a cushy gig. Yeah, I used to live uh, by the guy that did uh, Witchcraft 13, and I'd see him at Blockbuster all the time, and then later he had a podcast on our podcast network, and then we backed out of having a podcast network. Wait, wow. you mean two dads could have had network representation? Holy crap! We really? had like we had like five other yeah, podcasts. We, we had like five, five or six. Yeah, there was, and then what? and then eventually they all just stopped posting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's still, there's still one that's going on. They quietly net left our network. Maybe this is way too inside baseball for this episode, but they quietly just like backtracked out of being in our network and just started posting new episodes on yeah. their own shit. And we we're like, all right, well. changed their name too. Uh, did they? I'm pretty sure. Huh? But I mean, I don't. You know, <laughs> we weren't really doing much. <laughs> No, no, not at all. We just, you know, posted their stuff and hosted it for them. Yeah. Not only really a huge deal. But, yeah. It's good wow. stuff. Well. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So this episode. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Oh, my God. The writer did uh, four episodes of the Monsters TV show. Oh, wow. That? Dude, that would be Monsters? good. Did you just say, what is that? Monsters? <laughs> Don't you remember the show Monsters? Yeah. No. Ant, you've never seen <gasps> Monsters? He wrote the screenplay to 13 Ghosts. Oh, what? I love that Wait, one. I've seen, is that, that, are you talking about that, the, which monsters are you talking about? One from, came on, uh, 1980s. 
88, something like that. Yeah. Right, was, right, right. It was, it was like, like an Outer Limits, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone-ish show. Oh, I know that. Okay. Tell us. You've never seen it? Dude, that would be a good uh, uh, podcast in that, and of that, itself where you just cover a different Monsters episode every week. Yeah. It'd be so that one, niche. That one went under the radar for a I didn't see that. I saw like one episode like 10 years after it ended. Yeah. That sci-fi was, That ran went under the radar for a yeah. while. Yeah. And honestly, it, it was a lot harder edge than Tales from the Dark Side. Um, it was kind of like, like because it, it came on normal TV, but it pushed a lot of limits. I actually have the box set right over there. That's why I keep looking over there. But <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, so so <laughs> it really kills all well, okay. kills all our momentum that it, it's had such a simple plot and wasn't a real goosebumps episode. <laughs> I was totally fooled, though, man. I I was like, hey, this is better than most Goosebumps episodes, but B, it's still pretty terrible. Like, there's <laughs> a lot wrong with it. Like, why is this 12-year-old 12, 12 in this foreign country alone uh-huh. riding the rails? But, I mean, that's yeah. how all the Goosebumps are. It's always, like, kids, for whatever reason, somewhere where they don't live, yeah, and then going off on their own. But that's- so, that was Uncle Leo from uh, Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like, where do I know this guy? Oh, it's Uncle Leo. Okay. You know what I loved about it? It was okay. So you mentioned Uncle Leo, right? They he played an inspector that was going like he arrested the the uncle who was a werewolf, and then the werewolf gets out of jail. He attacks the girl. She holds a gun to him, and she's like, "It's me! It's me! Look at the photo!" <laughs> but like, why would the photo prove that it was any more her than her standing in front of him? <laughs> yeah, but but and so then he right. leaves because she was with him in the photo. But he doesn't even know who he is. He's, right. he's like, "Yeah, can he recognize himself?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a weird. It blew my mind. I was. It, but he thinks in a smaller <laughs> scale, so when he sees her tiny. <laughs> Oh, like you, you've shrunk yourself. <laughs> so, just really far did away. Did you also notice, as a twelve-year-old girl traveling, she took a Leatherman tool with her because she was able to take the hinges off the door of her bedroom. Yeah, I thought that was when she took the door tool, off. Like, oh, hello. I was like, oh, she is. That doesn't get past practical. the TSA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. the train guy too. He, She's like, hey, she's like, I'm a 12-year-old girl. And he's like, I'm your worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's like, dude, chill out. <laughs> it was almost the start of taking. <laughs> dude. Well, then, okay, so at the end, then that same inspector that arrested the uncle, like, he walks the girl to a train station. He's like, your uncle was the most loving man I've ever known. <laughs> he was my best yeah. and my lover. <laughs> it was... It- I mean, it was clear, clearly, there was some plot cut out in between those two moments. Yeah. Well, also, she pointed the gun at him, and then then there was like a jump cut to him, like <laughs> thirty <laughs> feet outside the house. That's why, like, I kept thinking. I, I mean, I was barely falling asleep both times before I watched <laughs> it, but like, I saw all of it. I, uh, so, do you think since this was all spliced together, the very final scene before the credits? Was something from the beginning of the movie with the hunter that's out with his dog and with he just dog, shows yeah. up randomly. Probably. 
I don't know, but I like how they spliced it together. So I went because remember I was texting you guys. I was like, wait, that's how it ends. And I went back and I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of kind of bleak for Stein to just have it end with another guy dying. You know, like, <laughs> life, werewolf life goes on. So I kind of like that. I mean, all right. So what would you rate this on on a normal scale, and then versus Goosebumps? I would give it. I was, I didn't think it was terrible. Like I would give it like a, on a normal scale out of five, probably a two and a half. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, and on a goosebumps, probably like a three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I was right there. I was going to say two and a half and a four. <laughs> uh, three. <laughs> that. I see someone hadn't seen enough goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like on a normal thing, yeah, two and a half, maybe, maybe two. Goosebumps, I mean, I was impressed by the production quality and stuff when I thought it was really a Goosebumps episode. Um, The kind of semi-incoherence of the plot didn't really make too much of a difference as far as, like, impacting a score negatively for a Goosebumps episode. As you've seen. So... (laughs) Because huh. you've seen enough Goosebumps episodes. I, I know. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say... I'd, I'd probably say three and a half. You're just like, that's just Stein being Stein. It's just, <laughs> it's just experimenting with the format. <laughs> Such a pioneer. <laughs> well, well, there you go, everybody. Well, what about Anthony? I thought he was uh, muted. Yeah, Craig was, Craig was already ready to just be like, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He just wants Thanks, to be thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you. Um, thank you. As a, I mean, as a Goosebumps episode, like a three and a half, because its its production value is pretty, pretty, not too bad. As its own thing, like if I were trying to watch this and it wasn't affiliated with Goosebumps, like a one, because I, I it's fucking terrible. <laughs> it I makes mean, no sense. I mean, you're not wrong. But but yeah, there were there were so many things in that story that made sense. The uh, when he turned into a werewolf and came back in the house, had he been shot? Like I couldn't figure out the holes. Dude, yes, I was like, wait, what's with the bullet holes in his shirt? I forgot about that. Yeah, he had like six of them. Yeah. Yeah. I looked over. I looked over my my wife, daughter Maria Chase. I go, has he been shot? And both of them looked up from their phone and are like, what? <laughs> that's right i forgot about that i was like I, I was helping my son with his homework real fast so i came back in and he would, had those bullet holes and i i was like oh, i guess i missed where he got shot i just accepted that it was true you know? <laughs> oh then she actually did say when she was holding a gun this is a i have a silver bullet where'd she get the silver bullet from deleted scene <laughs> <laughs> Part of the director's cut. Classic Stein. (laughs) It's funny we're talking about this now because there were so many moments watching it where I was like, did I just zone out for a second? Like, why does she have this stuff with this gun and the bullet and he's got, he's shot and and I was like, good, I'm not crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we know that it wasn't a Goosebumps episode at all and was cut down from an hour and a half movie to be 25 minutes, 
it all makes a lot more sense. It's so confusing. <laughs> it still fooled all of us until that break just now. <laughs> None of us read the description. I never oh read God. descriptions. <laughs> never. But it, said, it, but it said like it's. It said episode. It's our season one, episode 26. And we're yeah. like sitting there talking, like Ryan and I were talking, like, there's only like 13 episodes on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I went to see, I was like, maybe season episodes. two, episode 13. So I'm going through all of season yeah, two. I was doing the same thing. Only 13. <laughs> yeah. So with the commercials. Kudos to you, whoever put this. Okay. In there. What, what, Brian? Right. So with the commercials that rinse and repeat put in there. Did that actually just help uh, convey that this was just a, an actual R.L. Stein Goosebumps episode? It did. Because it went yeah. back to the Fox Kids commercials, so, that I thought, holy shit. One of the commercials said, coming up at 9.30 a.m. And I was like, wait, this is on? <laughs> this show is on at 9 a.m.? No, it really so was, though. It really was. <laughs> like, oh, Goosebumps yeah, was a Saturday morning cartoon. It was like, eat the cat, Goosebumps, Garfield. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't like, it was just like... <laughs> Louis World. <laughs> yeah. Then Heathcliff. Then another cat show. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Eek the we, Cat was, was Catter Days. Hall. You guys remember him? He was fucking awesome. I love uh, that guy. Yeah, I loved Eek the Cat. But no, like this shit went on like it was this before like Freakazoid. Like, uh, I like Freakazoid. I did too. Uh, I yeah, I grew up on, on that. Freakazoid, sure. Animaniacs, I loved all that. Oh, Animaniacs yeah. were great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Man, we had, you know, I was, I was having to explain to my seven-year-old what Saturday morning cartoons were. Like, it was yeah, weird, yeah. and she was like, "Why didn't you just like watch whatever you wanted, whenever?" And I was like, "I don't think you understood <laughs> how it was." <laughs> It was you like know how the world used to three work. channels. Yeah, and she was like, "So y'all couldn't like just watch like no, no like you had to you, like be available at a time if you wanted to yeah. watch something. I couldn't just go home and sit down and be like, look at all these choices. I'm gonna watch ten minutes of five things and then go <laughs> eh, go to bed." Yeah, well, Brian, Brian, and I grew up on the same street. That's how like we know each wow, other. Wow, humble brag. Okay, go on. <laughs> 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 so, growing no, up on a street, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you lived on the same street as your friends, Craig. So no, elitist. No, so <laughs> so we grew up on the same street, but he got cable. But cable ended at the house before mine. Oh, that's so even an option. Yeah, so I couldn't get it if I wanted it. Like there was, it was just like you're too rural. Like th- th- my my neighbors have it. <laughs> like everybody no, a cow pasture across the street. Yeah, denied. Yeah, yeah, basically. And so, like, I until I was a senior in high school, I had basic TV. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, I know a lot about yeah. shit about like Herman's Head and like and like old reruns of like fucking Beverly Hillbillies, but I don't know a lot about like you know. I don't know what was cool in the night. Eon Flux, or <laughs> that was some shit that I never got to see. So you know a lot about Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden Wait, Girls holds what, up though. What year were you a, a senior in high school? Uh, 
2001, but I graduated in 2000. Like cable had been out for 30 years. No, I know. I know. (laughs) Maybe you don't know where we grew up. It, it Were you like rolling in the high school going, hey, did you see the latest episode of Love Boat? No, kind <laughs> of. Kind of. And Brian can attest to the fact that when we worked at Academy, they're like, why the fuck do you know so much about Leave it to Beaver? Craig's <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't everybody watch like, this? <laughs> my frame of reference was like Gilligan's Island and shit. And heart to heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. Thank God. Brian's mom, uh, uh, she like uh, videoed me uh, Beavis and Butthead marathons that I still have on my V like yeah, I still have the VHS. I'll pop them in every once in a while because like that was that was my lifeline. Like oh please tell me what happened on <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, it's good stuff. But I had cable ever since I could remember. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got it in like 1980. Like <laughs> got it real early in Rhode Island. Yeah. By yeah, we had like HBO and stuff. <laughs> by the time I got it, MTV wasn't playing videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, cool. Well, this has been a fantastic. Uh, thanks, uh, go- bumping. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we could all get together and bump. Yeah. Some bumps. Yeah, it's been a good time. Okay. Do you guys want to like let the audience know where they can find you or anything? Because like we forgot to actually mention that you guys are like authors, <laughs> and you guys have a podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and things like that. So I don't know. You guys want to tell anybody? Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, we do have a podcast. Two Dads and a Millennial. Uh, we are authors, I guess. <laughs> I'm da- I'm bad at this. Anthony, take over. Oh my! Well, I'm yeah. So, uh, hi, I'm Anthony Trevino. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, what are we talking Too about? Too hot for TV. Do it. Oh yeah, I'm known as uh, Anthony Too Hot for TV. Uh, yeah, so we're all writers. Ryan and I co-wrote Hissers Three that came out last year together. Um, Brian Killian is the author of Welcome to Necropolis. He's currently on his phone. I can tell by the downcast of his eyes. <laughs> Can't prove it. Um, we also have the Two Dads and a Millennial podcast, um, which uh, each se- we've been doing it since 2016. We're on season two. Um, <laughs> five episodes. We have five episodes. Hey, we're technically still season one. <laughs> we're at 165 episodes. Season one. Um, <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know where you can really find us i'm pretty i'm mostly active on instagram if you if you see a post from me on facebook it's because i accidentally forgot to uncheck that box via instagram and now it's posting for me on facebook uh so yeah you can find me on instagram and what's your name instagram what's my what's my handle uh it's at lurk the void perfect yeah brian killian uh, B Killian thirteen at on Twitter Fet Life on uh, Twitter Fet Life Grinder Tinder <laughs> all those farmers only farmers Day-day. only I'm on Christian Mingle now uh, Silver nice. Singles for me now because I'm old <laughs> I had an only does that come through the Telegraph or 
<laughs> comes through my AARP account that I suddenly have. Yeah, along with his AAA discount. Yep. <laughs> All right. You can, well, find me at, you can find me at Carol's house on the weekends. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good look for you, man. Hey, uh, I guess he's going to tell that story on our podcast. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you guys I, already know Carol. that story. Yeah. I do have one one last thing to say before we, we get out of here. Um, this is actually Ryan's 10th episode with us. Nice! Wow. Everybody give a shot. Everybody give a shot. All right. I, mean, I, I, I hadn't planned on it. Wait, is Anthony going to do this live? Are you going to do a shot live, Anthony? Look how excited he got. <laughs> His eyes got all big. Are you going to drink? <laughs> He's all, I've done well, I, I, I know you don't do I know Sunday night's not your uh, drinking night so. it's tea night it's tea night yeah. fucking man <laughs> <laughs> well, well thank y'all for coming on <laughs>